Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The president uses another horrific mass shooting to make a political point. Will we or won't we send American troops to Taiwan? Ukraine President Zelensky puts his country up for sale and Speaker Pelosi is denied communion because of her pro-abortion stand. Those are just some of the did-they-really-just-say-that moments we have for you in a week that was chock-full of them. I'm Nancy Shack. I'm Ben Parker. This is Newsbite. We just hear all kinds of gunshots going off. There was like a girl, she kept crying, and then she was like, I don't want to die, I don't want to die. These kinds of mass shootings rarely happen anywhere else in the world. Why? Homophobic and transphobic ideas from parents can absolutely be a problem. They're biased if they are religious. The Archbishop of San Francisco is calling for Speaker Nancy Pelosi to be denied receiving communion because of her pro-choice stance. This is not your job, dude. (laughs) That is not, you can't, that is not up to you to make that decision. I think we're going to have to think about a recalibration of a whole range of human rights that are playing out online, you know, from freedom of speech. Oh my God, there's so much this week. I would, uh, I would like to go to bed and get up in about 23 years. Yeah. I like to be like a Rip Van Winkle, right? You just go to, what's it going to be like? Let me go to sleep and I'll just wake up in 100 years and, and maybe everything will be fixed by then. I, I, it, this week was just really bad um, from a human being perspective, from a soundbite perspective. There's, it's like shooting fish in a barrel. Well, thank God. Oh, I'm I shouldn't a, use the word shooting. That's that, kind that, of. Yeah. Tasteless, Tasteless. I suppose. Thank God yeah. I'm not a human being. Otherwise, it'd be yeah. a bad week. Nuts. I mean, it's, it's been a bad, like, we've, we're just in, like, this rut since, like, the end of 2019, the beginning of 2020. We've been in this rut of everything uh, between yeah. illnesses and, 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 of course, politics, which is always, we're in a rut of politics always. But it's just, it's been, like... It's been like a, a few years of crazy crap, and then then and then you go, okay, whew, we're out of we're out of all this crazy crap, and then all of a sudden, boom, you get hit again, yeah, like with a freight train, yeah. Good God, I know. And the big horrific story everybody knows, unless you were, uh, you know, are under a rock or someplace with Wish no with no, yeah. Well, a lot of people, I guess, do that, Ben. <sighs> the um are the fact that this horrible shooting in Uvalde, uh, Texas. And, uh, you know, we're fourth graders, a whole classroom full of fourth graders and two teachers were murdered uh, by this this horrible fellow. Lunatic. Lunatic with an AR-15, with two AR-15s um, and an 18-year-old. And there is a fourth grader by the name of uh, Jordan Legis who was uh right front and center and described it for uh reporters after he and his he's one of the survivors of the the four kids that survived the classroom and they eventually ran taking cover in a funeral home that was nearby and this is him cut 29. when the first shots went off which is by the window like once we ran away he saw us like he saw the classroom the our teacher and the students 
he saw us. And then so that's when he started shooting. Then like smoke was on the air. And then he says, you know, he, he's describing what he saw and about how, um, you know, they got down by the door. Cut 29A. He started shooting it all up. All kinds of smoke is like in the in the room as we're like in, as we're in there. And so we all get kind of by the door. We all get down. And then a few seconds later, I guess he like broke. I guess he like broke. I guess he got inside somehow. And then he starts shooting at her door. And that's when he says the teacher realized there was a gun and uh, tried to call for help. Cut 29C. She said, oh, my God, there's a there's a gun. And then she I um she said it was like a, a big gun like that, a big gun. She said, um, I'll hurry up and get on the floor. And then that's when she ran to her desk, grabbed the phone and went over there where we were at. And she got down. One of the saddest things he was talking about was when he, this little girl next to him was crying, I don't want to die. Cut 29D. We just hear all kinds of gunshots going off, like nonstop, like constantly gunshots. And the world over here all scared on the ground, fearing for our lives. There was like a girl, she kept crying when she was like, I don't want to die, I don't want to die. All kinds of her friends were like telling her we're not going to die and stuff. And he talks about how the realization of what happened didn't really hit him until they reached the safety of the funeral home, 29B. When we ran to the funeral home, that's where I realized that he could have, like, shot and killed, which he did, but he, he like, that could have been me. I could have got shot, too. But then that's when I finally realized, that's when I started crying when we were inside the funeral home. By the way, uh, yeah. I usually like to have snide remarks and of course today's not the day for yeah. that and he's here but I, I i will say this uh that kid because these were all like uh, he's, isn't he amazing he, he sounds like he's like in high school he's amazing he, he, he talks very well very kid. eloquently after what he and that was within a, right. a couple of hours of what he had been through very 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 calmly delivering the uh, i mean I, I i'm an old guy and if somebody was shooting at me i wouldn't be talking that calmly maybe ever again but yeah i know it and so god bless him and mm-hmm. then so then the president came out Oh, and instead of, you know, uh, being, uh, this is horrible, my heart is with you, which he did say, um, he began to point fingers and make, you know, the NRA and Republicans and gun manufacturers the evil guys, much like he did with the unvaccinated, might I point out, during the pandemic. Um, So, uh, but this was not the time to do that. This was not necessary. I thought it was pandering and i thought it was the politicization you may not agree with me i thought it was the politicization of of uh, the deaths of what turned out to be 19 children and two adults cut four as a nation we have to ask when in god's name are we going to stand up to the gun lobby when in god's name we do what we all know in our gut needs to be done the thing that jumped out at me is, yeah. and, and, you know, he has positioned himself, or at least had positioned himself, as the great uniter, right? Bringing the country back together. Yep. And, yep. and look, th- there is a time and a place for your political opinions, and, and I, we know what his are, and that's fine. It's, that's the way politics works. Yep. The, the, the other night when, when he gave that address from the White House, and it started out very smoothly and very yep. uh, sympathetically. He even talked uh, about uh, knowing the loss of, 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 of a child, because he, he He's dealt with that himself. Um, I, I thought that there was a place for 
the time and place there was to unite. We all pray for this. This is a horrible thing, blah, 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 whatever. Um, the gun lobby, the NRA, the people who own guns, the, these people are jerks and whatever. I mean, I know he didn't say it like that. But, but to get into that rip-roaring uh, stump speech... I didn't think that was the time or the place to do it. The next yeah. day, maybe. Yeah. Uh, oh, or, not even or, the next day. I think you take a week off. Well, he had. I mean, yeah. he's. You got to get things out there while while the uh, you know no, while you the don't. iron's hot. But not, not, you're not, not on this night. kind of thing. Not that night. Yeah. Well, you, well, here's the thing. You everybody. It's not going away. Their, everybody and their brother uh, the next day uh, who you know did come out and say stuff like that. Yeah, so, it's still but too not soon. That, well, we could say too soon after a day, a week, a month after the funerals, whatever. No, but my point you is can't. that my point isn't when he says that. I said the next day, but fine, whatever. We can agree to disagree on yeah. that. That night was not the time. It was I, I, not. And I, th- I hope, I, I'm probably wrong. I, I hope most people think that, like, even people who agree with what the president said, which is fine if you do, um, th- look, that was a uniting moment, not a dividing That's moment. That's exactly right. And, and I think he missed the opportunity. That's and, and, exactly right. But he's not, he's not about unifying. As much as he said he was in his inaugural address, Ben, he is not about unifying. He has shown that over and over and over again, that he is more about... Uh, creating a great divide than he is about unifying. He's never been about unifying. That was one of the great lies that he told when he ran for president. Well, you know, and you think... The, and yesterday was an example of exactly that. There are days of, of, of horror and, and terrible things in our country. And, and, you know, even just thinking back, right, to 9-11. And I know after September 11th, we did get to, you know, partisanship again. But we had that period of time, that window yeah, of opportunity... Yeah, not going to happen under this president because he doesn't want us to unify. Where we all, you know, hugged and flew flags yeah, and, and, not and, and sang kumbaya. And, that, I mean... You, this didn't even different happen time, for a different president, different country. This president does not want that. As much as he says, he gives lip service to it. He doesn't want it, and he's demonstrated that over and over again. What he started to do, then he started to do something he does oh so very well. He started to lie. He lies like a freaking rug. And he lied yesterday, too, while politicizing the murder of those children and those teachers. Cut 6A. We have to act. And don't tell me we can't have an impact on this carnage. I spent my career as a senator and a vice president working to pass common sense gun laws. We can and won't prevent every tragedy, but we know they work and have positive impact. When we passed the assault weapons ban, mass shootings went down. When the law expired, mass shootings tripled. That's bullshit, as a matter of fact. That's utter utter lie and you know how i know for sure that it's not i'm just not reading the wrong thing the washington post says it's bull bleep because uh, the numbers did not go down when the assault weapons ban was passed which is one of the reasons why it was allowed to repeal and the numbers did not go up three times that is utter utter cod swaddle cut eight here's what else i know most americans support common sense laws common sense gun laws i just got off a trip from Asia, meeting with Asian leaders. And I learned of this while I was on the aircraft. And what struck me on that 17-hour flight, what struck me was these kinds of mass shootings rarely happen anywhere else in the world. Why? 
another absolute bold-faced lie. Did you know that there were five mass shootings in Europe last year? The year before, there were four. There were like seven the year before that. Europe has as many mass shootings as we do. We, as a single country, are bigger than any of them. That's why, you know, they look like there's more here in the United States when actually when you talk about population, they're the same number. And you know what? Europe has the most strict gun laws in the world. So don't tell me that this is because of our gun laws. It isn't. There's a lot of issues that go into why there are mass shootings, which are horrific and need to, we need to address them. But stricter gun laws are not necessarily the answer to it. And he's presenting this as a cut and dried fact. And you can trust him because he's not like the others. It's all garbage. He lies through his teeth. I don't have anything to say there. Okay. I, I, I wish I did. Well, you know, here's, look, we, America is different than a lot of countries in a lot of ways. And size is one. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of reasons why things go on here that don't go on in other places. And, and, and they do happen in other places, shootings and mass shootings. And But uh, it's, when people compare us, and forget the gun thing, right, just just on any basis, right, when when people compare country A to the United States for anything, Look, we're different. I mean, that's that really is the answer, right? I mean, we have a different uh, government than a lot of places. We have different. Uh, I mean, we are a melting pot. I mean, we're we're a Nobody country that disagrees with that. But that's well, that's, that's not the what thing. the issue is. Well, the issue it, it, the no, issue that he brought up and that that is in front of us is the fact that he's saying that something that we're doing is bad compared to Europe, which is good, and he's saying it's guns. First of all, we're not doing anything different than Europe that's making us bad because well, he we talked have the about same Asia stats. too because he came back from Asia. We have but, the same stats as we. And did you know, just to add another stat to it, that that England, which has the strictest gun laws in the world, that the murder rate in London is the same as the murder rate in New York. So don't tell me it's because of gun laws. That's the point I that he's the doing. Top, well, right. I, okay. I, off the top of my head, don't know the murder rates in anywhere. I don't even know it in my own town. Uh, but I it's do. zero in my town. Well, really. Uh, so, but uh, he was talking about Asia, not Europe. So that, that on no, that point, he I don't know what Asia. No, he specifically was talking about Europe, specifically talking about Europe. Well, he said I was he coming said, home from he Asia. He said he was coming home from Asia and thinking about this. Other places in the world. Listen, I And don't, then he specifically said Europe. So I don't, it's I don't, not true. Look, I, first of all, I, I well, I, okay, I'm going to say this carefully. I do care, obviously, when people are hurt. But let's get that out. I don't care what happens in other countries. I care what happens here, obviously. And we are different than other countries. That's we not have more the freedom. point. The well, point is he lied. He's lying. I, That's the point. He's lying to politicize. He's poli- politicizing murder, and he's lying to do it. That's the point. Well, a politician lied? Jeez, hold on. Let me get it. Uh, the U.S. president standing in front of the American people after a horrible tragedy lying? Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah, no no president's ever lied before. I know, I, I'm just That's saying. That's not the point. I know it's not the, the point. The point My... is that he, at this point in time, doing that is reprehensible. Well, doing anything like that was, as, as we pointed out initially, right? This didn't need to be politicized at the time. Exactly he politicized right. it. The fact that the fact that a politician lied. Pff, hold on, let me get out of bed. Yeah, but we're not talking about any politician lying. We're talking about the president of the United States and a great moment of national tragedy lying. That's completely different. A completely different kettle of fish. And speaking of politicizing, there was a horrible. You're the one actually. You texted me about this yesterday. Yes. A horrible moment of politicization yesterday in Texas when you had the governor of Texas along with uh, Greg Abbott, along with the U.S. Senator um, from Texas, Ted Cruz. You had the mayor of Uvati. You had Ken Paxton. You had basically Texas leaders, all the Texas leaders that could walk, crawl, or fly were there, or roll, were there 
and um, on the stage. And the mayor of the town, Yuvati, had sent out a a notice that we were going to do this, and there would be no political grandstanding at this. This was for the families. This was to get the um, this was to get you know to d- a discussion going about what we could do. This was not supposed to be any political grandstanding. And he warned everybody. And on his email list for that, by the way, was the Beto O'Rourke campaign. So what happened? Beto O'Rourke turned up, which he was perfectly welcome to to come and sit there and listen and discuss things in a rational manner like everybody else and, you know, take part in it. Instead, this is what happened. Cut 31. Governor, I have to say Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Was after Santa Fe High School. Sit down. You're out of you're out of line and an embarrassment. Was after El Paso. Sit down and don't play. The next shooting is right now, and you are doing nothing. No. You're to give his ass out of here. This is not predictable. This is totally predictable. When you, sir, you're out of line. Sir, you are out of line. Sir, you are out of line. Please leave this auditorium. I can't believe you're a sick son of a bitch that would come to a deal like this to make a political issue. Now, just to point out, Beto O'Rourke, who ran against Ted Cruz, who's the one saying, get out of here, you know, sit down, um, ran against Ted Cruz for Senate and lost. He's currently running against Governor Abbott. So he's Governor Abbott's opposition in the ongoing gubernatorial race that's going on now. So he has a fish to fry. He, he's basically running for governor and any press is good press, I guess. So and the guy you hear going, you sick son of a bitch, is the mayor of Uvadi who had warned them, don't do this. And there he is trying to turn a press conference with the, the state leaders regarding these the 19 children and two teachers that were slain into a moment for his campaign. I, I know a lot and, and on social media because I saw it myself. I mean, a lot of people praised uh, what O'Rourke did. And I'm going to say this, uh, and and you said it too, but this is not the time or the place. I, if you agree with everything Beto O'Rourke says, good for you. And if you don't, good for you. This is a uh, hold a press conference or go to a debate against your opponent. This was not the time or the place for this. And anybody who thinks it was, because I did see a lot of people saying, thank God he did that. I'm glad to see he did that. No. For, and here's why. For, I'm just going to say this in a general sense. It wasn't the time or the place because 21 people were dead and they were trying to obviously brief the media, the families, uh, you know, showing compassion. And there were a lot of questions that needed to be answered. Correct. So that was not the time and the place because of that. Now, I'm also going to say this, and whether it's Beto O'Rourke's gathering press conference, whether it's Governor Abbott, whether it's President Biden, whether it's Joe Blow, it doesn't matter. Do we, does anybody want this to be the norm from now on with people just crashing press conferences and acting like a-holes. I don't care if it's your candidate, my candidate, his candidate, your doesn't matter. This behavior, forget the shooting part, this behavior is not right. It shouldn't happen. And it, and by the way, if Beto O'Rourke was holding a press conference and Greg Abbott showed up and interrupted it, yelling and screaming like a lunatic, he'd be wrong too. And that's that's the fact. So when you say, I'm glad he went and disrupted a press conference. No. And it doesn't matter if they were talking about the price of milk, the price of gas or a shooting. It's the wrong place and the wrong way to do this 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Crap. Thank you. I will step down. I, I yield the rest of my time. <laughs> Do you feel better? No, I mean usually when you neither. get that off your chest, yeah, I feel better. For now, I mean the problem is, and 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 you've you've known me for a long time. The listeners hear me here, uh, you know, on the on the show. I, I'm usually a funny guy. I mean, I like to make jokes about stuff. Lighthearted, yeah, You're a light-hearted I mean, lighthearted. Guy. I mean, not always. I mean, clearly, if I go to a no. you know, I, if I go to a funeral, I'm not lighthearted. You're a this news is, anchor. You you have a certain yeah. level of gravitas about you, Benjamin. Right. This is not. Uh, th- th- this is just not. I mean, obviously, we all deal with it, right? I mean, I was on the air when this all broke and blah, blah, blah. And and, and so, yeah, it's hard to make jokes about stuff today, clearly, for obvious reasons. Um, But I just, 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 what O'Rourke did was wrong, and it's not because of his political affiliation. It's not because he's running for governor. It's not because of anything, except it was wrong. Wrong is wrong. By the way, that's where we kind of have to get ourselves back to, at least if we want to start bringing the country together. We have to start agreeing on what's right is right, what's wrong is wrong. Now, we can disagree a little bit here and there on what's right or wrong. I mean, we all have our opinions, but I'm sorry. Interrupting a press conference of any type for political show by either party is wrong. And if you disagree with me, we'll tell you how to get in touch with us at the end of the show. <laughs> Thank you. Jeez Louise. Do I have to explain this like people are kindergartners? You do, actually. You'd be, I'm amazed that you do, but you do. Um, that was not the only big moment this week. It was the most horrific moment this week, um, the shooting. Uh, but there were other very startling moments. Before that happened, there were still plenty of us for us to talk about. Um, on the podcast, one of which was that when the president, as, as Benjamin mentioned a little while ago, was on his way back from Asia uh, when he heard about the shooting. Uh, he was in uh, Japan and he was asked by uh, Nancy Cordes of CBS uh, regarding Taiwan if, if the U.S. would militarily defend it. And he gave an interesting answer, cut 14. Are you willing to get involved militarily to defend Taiwan if it comes to that? Yes. You are. That's the commitment we made. OMG, because that's new. That's uh, that's not been our policy. 
um, are, we have a support of the One China policy, which this question was asked of D- Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin going, excuse me, the president just said we're going to send troops to protect Taiwan, which has never been um, something that's been on the table in the U.S. And the president just put it there. Cut two. President Biden said today that the U.S. is willing to do more to help Taiwan. So my question for you, Secretary Austin, is, is the U.S. making a commitment to send troops to defend Taiwan in the event of an invasion by China? And General Milley, I have a follow-up for you as well. Uh, Courtney, as the president said, uh, our one one China policy has not changed. Uh, He uh, reiterated that policy in our commitment to peace and stability across across the Taiwan Strait. Uh, He also uh, uh, highlighted our commitment under the Taiwan Relations Act uh, to help uh, provide Taiwan uh, the means to defend itself. So, again, our policy has not changed. Um, okay. Now, I'm confused. Did he just walk back what the president said, or is he trying desperately to avoid conflict with the president and, and just saying one China as if that's going to erase what the president said? And the reporter apparently thought the same thing because she went back with the same question. Cut 2A. I think the Taiwan Relations Act, is, the U.S. is committed to ensure Taiwan has resources it needs to defend itself, but it doesn't require U.S. military intervention. So, again, I just want to ask, would, is the U.S. making a commitment by saying that they are willing to, de- to defend them militarily for U.S. troops to be involved in that military response? Again, Courtney, I think the president was clear on the fact that the policy has not changed. No, he wasn't. He basically said, you know, yes to military support. That was that was what started all this. So then the press corps asked General Milley, who was also there with with Secretary Austin. Um, I'm sorry. Are we going to be sending troops to Taiwan? Cut 3A. Would you support sending U.S. troops to Taiwan? I will render my advice at the moment in time to the president and the secretary of defense. (laughs) Again, no answer. So we don't know. Whether and the Taiwanese don't know either I, I whether like, this means soldiers on the ground. As I said, I, I like I like to be uh, you know funny sometimes when I can. So so here's yeah. my here's my chance because so many times and we've seen this either from uh, you know the press secretary or in this case uh, the defense secretary or other people uh, in the administration have to come out and and fix uh, uh, for lack of a better term uh, what uh, what the president said. I I I think about the uh, if you've ever seen the movie My Cousin Vinny mm. when the uh, when the prosecutor gets up and does his whole shtick, and then Vinny gets up and says, everything that guy just said is bullshit. Thank you. That's, that is kind of what they should have after after the president talks. <laughs> just some guy coming up. They need, they need to get uh, my cousin Vinny to come out and go, everything that guy just said is bullshit. Thank you. Because it, it's kind of what happens. I, and, I, and I know not everything the president says is, but when, when, when you have to come out and correct <laughs> yeah. something that, that anyone says, right? Like, yeah. it doesn't matter who it is. In this case, it's the president. But when you have to say, yeah, you know, this guy just gave a speech. Um, we want to clarify a few things. It, what? Well, he spoke. Yeah, yeah but yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, you know, you know. So it's just, it's, 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 it's funny but it's not funny because we a lot of people misspeak and have to even 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 correct themselves sometimes. I mean, it happens in real life, right? I'll, let me let me rephrase that type of thing. But this is not that. This is like he, he gives a speech and 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 then ten minutes later they're like, uh, yes, we have to have a press conference uh, to uh, correct everything 
he just said. And that's... I've never seen this happen so much in my life as it has weird. in the last weird. two years. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Completely. Yeah. There was a, another really weird moment. It was during Davos in Switzerland where, you know, the new world order is being worked out of what they're going to do with the rest of us. And President of Ukraine Zelensky got up and said something really interesting to me that um, I had not... Uh, I had to stop and play it back again. I'm like, did he just... Apparently, the Ukraine is up for sale. Cut 6B. We offer a special, historically significant model of rebuilding when each of the partner countries or partner cities or even partner companies will have the opportunity to take patronage over a particular region of Ukraine. It could be a city or community or even an industry, Britain, Denmark, the European Union and other leading international entities have already chosen a specific area for patronage in rebuilding. And thanks to this model of relations, the post-war rebuilding could be fast, could be efficient and could be of high quality. If you want to sponsor Kiev, for instance, Ben, we could change the name to Parkerville. I just can I just get like a couple of acres? I mean, I don't need a lot. I'm, oh I'm, my God! Yeah. he's selling it. He's selling the Ukraine. Not a bad deal. I mean, maybe maybe be a good place. Denmark to... and London have already picked their their right. spots out. If you want to buy a second home? This is the place to go to. You just pick yourself out a few acres over there, uh, just outside the Donbas region, and uh, yeah, get a little a little house, a couple cows. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're fine. I I was I was gobsmacked like oh my god that is this funny. I've never seen this before yeah. all right so highest bidder why not he's creative he, he thinks outside the envelope that is this on e- if he puts it on eBay I mean I could I might bid, I might bid on a spot it could be like you've seen that there there's this uh, fine arts mm. uh, coalition that get together they advertise all the time they just bought they bought a Banksy eleven million dollar Banksy piece last year you know like a th- three thousand members did. So maybe we get a coalition together to buy a city in Ukraine. Why, and is it like a timeshare? We could all go there and like spend a vacation. Just wondering. Now, now obviously, uh, and I don't speak Ukrainian, so it's not going to help me to communicate with people necessarily. But well, I'm speak English. Well, you know, like so these companies, uh, this, the countries, and then they're going to bring in companies or do whatever, blah, blah, blah. They all have their specialty. Of course, you and I have been in uh, the radio business for years. Maybe mm. we could uh, put in a bid to get, uh, you know, get a radio station. I think that's a great idea. Uh, not just a station. Let's do the national network. We could, we could think, think bigger, Ben. All right. We, you know? we, we, well, we could have a sports network. What do they play over there? Soccer? Is that the big thing in I think uh, it Ukraine? Is. Yeah. I we, think we it could, is. So we could have a little sports network and do we a podcast could. and make fun of, uh, you know, Russia, you know. Well, I think they have like, out. you know, like the BBC. We could be like the, you yeah. know, the Ukraine. Or we could call it Newsbite. The <laughs> Take a bite out of Ukraine. Yeah. What? Wait a second. There you go. All right. Uh, there was another interesting moment this week. Nancy Pelosi, who is always touting her. Her religious fervor that she is a, a a strict Roman Catholic, which is kind of odds a lot with the fact that she is pro-choice because that is against the tenets of the church. Well, she's the she's a congresswoman from uh, California, particularly the San Francisco area. The Archbishop of San Francisco has had enough of this because all these issues have come up again with the possibility that Roe versus Wade will be overturned um, after we saw the draft opinion from the Supreme Court, and. Uh, the Archbishop of San Francisco has said, you know what, Ms. Pelosi, unless you clarify that your pro-life, your pro-choice stance makes you ineligible for communion. You may not have communion in the church um, as a as a as a pro-choicer. Now, Whoopi Goldberg on The View was outraged by this. And she had this to say. Cut 25. The Archbishop of San Francisco 
It's calling for Speaker Nancy Pelosi to be denied receiving communion because of her pro-choice stance. He's one of the priests who also called for President Biden to be denied sacrament. This is not your job, dude. <laughs> that is not, you can't, that is not up to you to make that decision. You know, what is the saying? It's kind of amazing. Uh, but, you know, what is the point of communion, right? It's for uh, sinners. It's the, for, the, for sinners. It's the reward of saints, but the bread of sinners. How dare you? Well, how dare it? That actually happens to be exactly what his job is. That is exactly, I'm a Roman Catholic, that is exactly what the job of the archbishop is to say who can receive communion and who can't. And you're not allowed to receive communion unless you've been to confession and have been forgiven. It's not just, it's not for sinners. It's actually for the forgiven. I am, That's what communion is for. I am not Catholic. I do have issues with the Catholic Church hierarchy, not Catholic. We all have issues Catholics. with the Catholic well, Church so, hierarchy. But, so, so this is going to knock you over with, 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 uh, right, right in your seat, right in your seat. First time in maybe forever, I don't disagree with Whoopi. I don't totally agree with her. I don't disagree. This is, I, having been a religious person myself, uh, and we won't get into those details, um, but having received and and administered communion. But you're not a Catholic. Uh, that, well, this and is, I We're talking about I specifically the Catholic uh, Church. Correct. I stated that. I said well, I was not so Catholic. So I say to both you and Whoopi, what the fuck? You have no idea what you're talking about because you're not Catholic and you don't understand what the tenets are, what Nancy Pelosi knows the tenets to be, and this happens to be the job of the archbishop. You may not agree with this decision. Fair, that, this that, is his job. Fair enough, which is why I also said I don't totally agree with her. I just don't totally disagree, which is a first because I usually totally disagree with what he says. Yeah. So, but here's here's the issue I have with it. Look, it's the church, right? The church is a, if you take away the God part, and I'm not saying take away the God part, but it's a business, right? It, they can do whatever they want. They're a private institution, okay? They are, and so they you can say you can't have communion, you can't get married yes, here, you can't you come can. here, and so so I agree with that. This is the problem I have with it. Well, first of all, not being Catholic, the, I, I look the, the 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 relationship between a person and God is between a person and God. There shouldn't be an intermediary. That being said, here's look. If you want to deny someone communion, whether it's Mary Jones or, or Nancy Pelosi, look, there's a bit of grandstanding there on the part of the archbishop. Because it's a big story, right? The archbishop's getting a lot of play. and I It's just, not play he wants. This is not grandstanding. You could privately inform her or you I'm could. I'm sure she did privately well, inform her. And I don't it was, know. It, I'm sure he did privately inform her. I don't her. know. I do know. He did privately inform her. But, but but then she's like bleep you and it's like then go to another church. But well that good good point there right so uh, all this here ready we're gonna make this go away. Nancy Pelosi any day and pick a church it doesn't matter. Of course people know who Nancy Pelosi is she's not just some stranger walking in off the street. But look at go to any church that's not Catholic or any Catholic church that doesn't know who you are get communion. I mean in all honesty that's let's... not what the issue is. The issue is here she was waving her Catholicism as a flag saying. I know better. I can be I can be pro-life. So all of you people who are saying that this goes against your religious tenets, don't be ridiculous because I'm pro I am I'm pro-choice. I'm a good Roman Catholic. His point is you're not a good Roman Catholic if you're not following the tenets of the church, which means pro-choice. That's what the point is. Fine too. And he and has the right to say that because and that is his not only the right, it's his job to say fine. that. Fine. And I will just say this, and again, I don't want to get into some political and slash That's religious what this debate. Was. It, but but Okay, look, 
If you stop giving communion to people who don't follow the tenets of the Catholic Church, you won't have any damn people. That's your what communion. they were doing. If you were divorced, you couldn't receive communion. There's all sorts of things, and then you need the church to come to a through whatever a meeting of the pontiff and the and the and the uh, <laughs> the pope the is funny. Works, but no, I look. I know how the hierarchy of the Catholic Church works. I did go to Catholic school for a year, um, but I look. It's all to me. Look, and and we could talk about this forever, and we would never come to a. Conclusion. I would just say, please don't scoff at the church, Ben. That's kind of a the hierarchy. Listen, the hierarchy of the church is fine if that's what you follow. I am religious, and I do believe in the same God you believe in. Yes, and I, I'm not laughing at your I, church. I just—I don't have a church. The, the thing is— the, I'm not laughing at your beliefs. You, you should, just scoffed well, at mine, which is pretty offensive. No, I scoffed at that we have to have these—in uh, order to get communion or to be blessed, you have to go through this chain of men that, or women, whoever the case may be, this chain of people. When the relationship, That's not what I said, and that's not what I was saying. No, I, I was—for uh, the church, not for you. I was, uh, you asked that's why, not what I, the why church I laughed was at the saying. church. I'm just saying that the rules can change after a canonical meetings of things, but it takes a long time. Can, right, I know, canonical meet. Listen, my—okay, and, and again, this is why we won't have a—, a, a successful argument because it's hard to talk religion and politics and this is why people go why can't people talk about because they can't all right they can as long as somebody's not sneering at somebody else's church my relationship with god is pretty much a straight line me to god not me through a bishop through this through that and that's your belief and nobody's telling you what to do in this case that's not what her her relationship is her relationship is through the catholic church and she and she waves that banner. She waves that sure, all the time. Sure. So that's fine. But if you're going to hold yourself up as being a great Catholic, then you got to follow the church. And that's what the that's the point that the archbishop is making. Going, you can't call yourself a great Catholic because you don't follow the tenets of the church. Stop doing that. All that's right. what the point was. Fine. Then maybe 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 Nancy Pelosi should stop waving the banner and go somewhere I, else. Ex- that's the point. Fair enough. That was the point of fine. all of it. We should so. you know we should have just jumped to the end of this conversation because yes. we actually have an agreement. Now. We do. All right. We do. This this is how, by the way, just and let me throw this out there because I, you and I have argued on the show and yeah. in person, and I have our listen. This is the way the world should work, right? Yeah, you, you, you have argue, a little you argument, come to and, an agreement, yes, and you move on. Jesus, well, that's people, what we do. I shouldn't say Jesus. We're talking about God here, but, but can, why, that's what we've always done. Why can't Congress most, do that? Why I agree can't with the you. city council do that? Why can't, just all right? So we're see, so we're good. Okay, we're good. So, yeah, we're fine. So hey, then, um, one more before we go. You uh, heard it in the intro. Long show today. Um, it is, but oh. we we I played it in the intro, so I feel like we have to mention it. Well worth it. Yes. Um, in at Davos was uh, Julie Inman Grant. She's the Australian uh, Safety Commissioner. She told the World Economic Forum they don't like the fact that people are disagreeing with them publicly and calling out their authority to do things like lock people up in concentration camps. So she was telling the World Economic Forum, we need to recalibrate things like freedom of speech, cut 24. We are finding ourselves in a place um, where we're, we have increasing polarization everywhere and everything feels binary when it doesn't need to be. So I think we're going to have to think about a recalibration of a whole range of human rights that are playing out online, you know, from freedom of speech to the freedom to, you know, to be free from on- online violence or the uh, right of data protection to the right to child dignity. So, in other words, screw anything. We, we want to stop people who disagree with us, so let's just take away their rights. Rethink, That's what you just said in public. I'm going to rethink freedom of speech. <laughs> Maybe you people shouldn't speak anymore. That'd be better for everybody. There you go. <sighs> we'll, we'll only hear one opinion, one voice, and you'll like it, basically, is what this, she just By the said. way, if, if we didn't have freedom of speech, th- 
This podcast would be damn short. No kidding. All right. No kidding. Thank you. So, well, if you think I've been a bitch or no. if you think. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I love this. I look, look at I, I mentioned, by the way, uh, you shouldn't talk. People say you shouldn't discuss politics and religion. I actually enjoy uh, a spirited debate. I don't agree with everything you believe in, nor should I and nope. vice versa. Yep. Uh, I, I love having spirited debates. And I'm sure there's people listening right now who go, that Ben guy, he's freaking crazy. And then the people well, are going, I like, I like know, him. I'd like to know who, who, which one of us they think is more crazy. Because we're both crazy, really. Let's ask God. Well, you can. But I think we'll get a more direct response from people who listen to the podcast. So if you, please let us know who you think is, is being obnoxious and who you think has a valid point. Or whether you agree with Ben that this is how discussion should work. I actually do agree with Ben. This is how discussions and diverse opinions should work. You can have a heated discussion and then you have to come to the center on an agreed plan and then you move on. Uh, because that's how that's how civilization moves forward, basically. That's how, what I was taught, anyway. You can let us know at uh, Newsbyte on Twitter. It's at Newsbyte three is the handle there, or on Facebook, which is Newsbyte. We upload a new episode every single Monday. Um, I promise next week's won't be as long as this week. We just got there was just so much; it was overwhelming. We had to get it out, but we will we'll put something new for you up next Monday. So please check back. I'm Nancy Shack. I am Archbishop Ben Parker. This is a news bite. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.